Teddy Brosvelt coming at you with the very first Teddy Brosvelt show of 2023. You are tuned into episode 41. It's Thursday night, January 5th. So looking at the calendar, that means it's the two-year anniversary of January 6th tomorrow. And of course, everyone's blaming the Republicans right now because Mr. Kevin McCarthy has lost 11 Speaker of the House votes in a row. I hope he just keeps losing. I hope they break a record, the record of 100. Do you, uh, have you ever seen the movie Miracle with uh, Kurt Russell? He's the coach of the Miracle on Ice USA Lake Placid team that beat the Russians. He just goes, send him again. Send him again. 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 And he just keeps saying it again. We need Kurt Russell up there just saying, send him again. Send him again, because no one wants this John Boehner, Paul Ryan guy. In fact, Paul Ryan, um, the biggest rhino of them all, uh, just read a quote in The Atlantic. He goes, nobody knows the inside game better. And I mean, when you think about Kevin McCarthy, I think the number one thing people need to know very telling. When Kevin Spacey was preparing for the role of Frank Underwood, the Machiavellian schemer on the Netflix show House of Cards, out of all the people in Congress, he chose to shadow Kevin McCarthy because he is just an inside the ultimate swamp creature. When you think about him and you just look back at his political career, there are no core policy beliefs. There is nothing to this guy. Wait, what, like, what are his main principles? What does he stand for? What is a red line for Kevin McCarthy? He doesn't have one. His main thing is kissing people's asses, currying favor, um, building his network, and then whatever the conference is or the constituents are or whatever, he'll just maneuver and adopt to be the most liked person. So he's a cold swamp creature calculator. And uh, I mean, he's about as Republican as Frank Luntz, his roommate. I'm sure everyone's heard of that, or if you haven't, the pollster Frank Luntz, who goes on television all the time, fake Republican, claims he's a Republican, total Democrat. He rents a room from, <laughs> from Kevin McCarthy. So. He has just always been a political guy, always just had ambition. So um, the one quote I read from him, he likens spending time in Congress to, quote, having breakfast at a truck stop. So just sitting down with lobbyists and trying to play the field. And if you read excerpts of when he was sort of giving his, his, his pregame speech before the very first vote, he had he had the audacity to say, I earned this. I earned this through what? He said he gave the the longest speech of anybody before the omnibus bill. I mean, that was the biggest um Maltov cocktail thrown at the American public by Congress that you could ask for. Because they did it, they snuck it in right around the holidays. They still have proxy voting. Remember, over 200 people didn't vote. They were home for the holidays. I think it was 207 uh, con Congress people. They had a representative there, a proxy. They're still using the COVID. They're still using the COVID thing to, to work from home and do proxy voting. So that's how they got that push through because everyone already had holiday plans. So you can't reconvene Congress to, 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 to rediscuss that. So they just did that on the way out the door um, with the proxy voting. By the way, Biden extended the COVID um, getting into the country till April. So you have to have two shots still. Two shots, the first two shots, which have nothing to do with the, the new variant. XBB.1, I believe it is. We'll get to that, that bad boy in a second. But the fact that people are saying 
um, like Nancy Pelosi, other people, oh, we're totally united. We're totally united on the Democrat side, and uh, they can't even figure out who they want to be the leader. Well, that's because the Democrats, you can't have, you, you must toe the party line across the board from, um, you know, education to healthcare to the border to whatever. You can't speak out against the party. So that that's what their whole thing is. They're all about stepping in line and, you know, parroting each other's um, uh, words and virtue signaling. Just look at all the Tesla owners writing essays, or there's a lot of journalists. Oh my God, now that I have a Tesla, I don't know if I could, you know, I bought this Tesla, so people would think I'd, I'd you know, they're literally saying, so people would know I care about the environment, and, you know, now now I feel like I'm a, you know, a MAGA-supporting Republican who supports uh, what Elon Musk is, is doing to Twitter, which they all predicted Twitter was going to break. They 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 just are so wrong about everything from the vaccine to what's going on right now. I mean, they're going to be governing for several years. What's the big deal if we take three, four, five days or weeks to figure out who, who they want to lead? Um, McCarthy's not it. He, he He's just not it. He is the worst swamp creature ever. I think the most patriotic people in America... <clears throat> are the 20 people, and I think he just lost another 10 votes, so maybe 30, who are saying, no, we don't want him to be speaker. He is a Ukrainian lapel pin wearing, I think Tucker, I just stole that that line from Tucker, he wears a Ukraine pin. He has no values. He has no personality. He is a swamp creature uniparty. It is the uniparty. I mean, I don't know if this shows we need three parties, you know, do we do we do we need to have more parties? Do we need to break break it off? Um, remember how everyone was cheering for the squad when they came in? Yeah, the squad's going to show them who's business. Pelosi's like, nope, step in line right away. Um, you know, you're not going to do anything, and that's exactly what they did. You know, they they talked a big game on Twitter, but when it came time to to, to kiss the ring, Nancy Pelosi's ring, they knelt down and kissed it. So that's not what's going on here. And, um, you know, Jim Jordan, um, somebody in the middle of the road, the guy from Florida, um, the black guy who Corey Bush says is, uh, I never heard of him, Byron Donald, until until this week. Um, but that's a white supremacy thing because he's black because you can't think different. It's, it's, it's just Clown World 101. So I hope they keep voting. I hope they send Kurt Russell down. Send him again. Send him again. Send him again. So um, what else are we going to get into? For the Philippines listeners, the crypto thing, I don't know if you guys saw, Genesis laid off a ton of people. The whole thing's co- coming down. The Binance BUSD, I don't want to get too into crypto because I discussed a lot of it last time and and you know, laid it all out in the teddybrosvelt.substack.com um, post for episode 40. But just go to coindesk.com and read the last five stories or The Wire. They just arrested some guy for an NFT rug pull, you know, said their NFT was going to come with all these perks and gifts and rewards. And then he told everyone who bought $3.4 million of this NFT Hey, this community is becoming too toxic. He was, I wasn't going to do a rug pull, but now all you guys who bought my coin, you're just getting too toxic about everything. So uh, now now it's going to be a rug pull. So they just, they just arrested him. That's just a minor thing. That happens all the time. So the crypto thing, it is about to get contagious. It's about to get really contagious with this, with Tether, with everything. You just realize they were all making deals buying each other shit coins back and forth. And now when the customers had to run on the bank, they're all like, well, you owe me $1.6 billion. Oh, no, we don't. All my debts are paid. These guys are just schemers, scammers, and they almost brought down the Texas grid last time. So what the big story this week here in America for the Philippines people, 
besides the McCarthy is NFL player DeMar Hamlin. Thank the Lord. They said, I'm, I'm amazed. They said he, they gave him CPR for, for nine minutes and he just, he's writing. He just asked, wrote out to the doctor who won the game. Um, and they said, you won the game of life. I mean, it, it is a miracle that he is up, but it is crazy how the reaction to what happened, again, was all political. You could tell exactly what somebody was, was going to say or what they were thinking or what could have happened because, I mean, I've been watching football for 30 years. Um, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of football. I, I, I've never seen anything like that. I don't think anyone has. Um, but you could just see um, on Twitter, you know, Dr. Peter McCullough, because they were saying, oh, it's comocorditis. You know, when you get hit in this 20 millisecond time period and it hits you right in your heart at a specific place, that's what it was. So then you look up, there is only... This is Dr. Peter McCullough, I mean, a cardiologist. Um, he said there was 29 instances of that. They were all under 20 years old. So I think it's when your rib cage and your chest, the, the bones in your chest, your rib cage and the sternum and everything, they're still um, developing. And uh, he said it was all, like, I think it was over half of them, they got hit with a baseball. Hockey puck was number two. Um, I think soccer ball, it was, it was, but mostly like baseball, hockey puck, like a small object going, you know, 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, right at that specific part of your heart. I see people asking, hey, if it was the vaccine, why haven't we seen more <clears throat> instances of this event among other players? You know, they're trying to spin this. Well, dude, like, J.J. Watt had an AFib. He's retiring. He just had, it like, one of the best seasons of his career. He's 33 years old. He's, he's hanging it up. <clears throat> he probably has three or four, you know, legitimate years in the tank. He's calling it quits. Um, there's a, a huge host of people who are having blood clot issues. Um, ironically, the next, you know, over the weekend, 38-year-old... Um, guy who played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, former NFL player for seven years. His name is, I'm going to try and get this right, Uchi Nwaneri. Uchi Nwaneri. Brad Swell, if you're listening, I would challenge you to, to uh, correct my pronunciation on that one. N-W-A-N-E-R-I. Wow, the first three letters are NWA. That's interesting. N-W-A-N-E-R-I. Anyways, drove to uh, his wife's house for New Year's Eve. Friday morning, he, you know, before New Year's Eve even hit, Friday, collapsed, heart attack. That was just in the news two days ago that no one's talking about because obviously DeMar Hamlin was the main uh, topic of conversation this week. I'm a huge music fan. Teddy Bros Valdez, as you can tell by the beats that I, I hope you guys enjoyed the beats that I've been making lately. But I go to pitchfork.com. Um, super woke, but they usually have what's going on, who's going on tour, things like that. You go on there, it's like every 48 hours, there's another guy in the or woman in the music industry who who's dying. Um, modest mouse drummer, Jeremiah Green, dies at 45. And it's weird, like he, he 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 was going undergoing treatment for cancer that he just found um in December. Martin Duffy, the keyboardist for Primal Scream, dead at 55. Um oh, that was from a brain, that was from a fall. I'm going to take him off. That was not a a vaccine. Um the guy from the specials, he was in his 50s. <clears throat> this guy from the Associates, Alan Rankine. Dead, dead in his 60s, early 60s. I mean, anyone in their 60s, I really don't don't mention that. But um, here's another one from today. Uh, Janice, man, they're giving me aw uh, awful names. Macrigianis, her name is Janice Macrigianis, founder and core member of Choir of Young Believers, died 39 years old. This is This is celebrities. Remember the Justin Bieber? Um, things. Celine Dion's all jacked up. Um, 
there's there there this is just famous people in the news. So again, they censored the risks. What's coming out in the Twitter files? I mean, we could do a whole hour on the Twitter files, but um they censored the risks. They censored doctors who were warning about the lockdowns, saying the lockdowns for kids and college students. I still challenge anyone to 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 send me an article or show me one healthy high school or college student, much less an athlete dying from covid um you know the risks from taking the vaccine do exist. I mean Australia and several other countries have set up funds to reimburse people injured from the vaccine i mean there's more and more studies coming out about myocarditis. And there's myocarditis, and then there's what's called subclinical myocarditis. So it's weakening your heart. Um, if you just combine the, the weakening, weakening of the heart with, you know, um, the bills supposedly, you know, they're like, was DeMar Hamlin vac- vaccinated or not? From what I have read, there were only two Buffalo Bills not vaccinated. The quarterback, Josh Allen... You know, one of the highest paid guys in the league, um, just like Aaron Rodgers um, and Cole Beasley, who was who was, you know, famous for that, saying, I'm not going to get it. And that's one of the reasons the Bills released him and they just did sign him back. But they were saying the Bills were 100 percent. The NFL was saying 95 percent. Personally, I think a lot of the guys, I think it was a. Like Clinton with gays in the military, don't ask, don't tell. As long as you show up with a card, I would say, you know, if if 30% of Americans didn't get one shot, you're saying 95% of the NFL, where they're, it's, it's, it's their body and these guys are meticulous. You know, there's only 500 of them in the, who made it to the NFL. You're saying they're all just going to take a shot. I guarantee Tom Brady didn't, didn't get the shot. Um, they didn't do lie detector tests when they, when they handed it in. So people were coerced into getting these shots. Remember it was only 14 months ago, October, 2021, when all the airlines said, you have to get it. All the sports leagues. Remember that Kyrie Irving, I mean, that's what, one of the reasons why they wanted to attack them because they, they wanted to attack anybody and that, that's the most chilling thing is what is our motivation? What is the motivation of a Dr. Peter McCullough to release this data? Is he trying to make DeMar Hamlin's family feel bad? Is he, did he somehow short all the, did he short all the vaccine manufacturers? I mean, they can't be sued. Their, their, their bottom line's not going to get impacted and they're going to make a ton of money off the drugs for all the other things that are being caused. So ethical skeptic on Twitter, you know, he's probably the smartest dude with data on COVID twitter.com slash ethical skeptic. And he's just showing that the, the excess mortality continues to explode. He's saying 587,000 of Americans have died extra it's 8,700 a week. This is not COVID caused and it is not declining. I mean, that, that is his, his top tweet right now. I, it, it, it keeps going up. The cancer increases are, are, are out of control. Multiple cause of death cancers are up 13 sigma. So the interesting thing is... You know, people being diagnosed or cause of death cancers are up 13 sigma, but the underlying cause of death cancers are much lower, which means the deaths are being falsely attributed to other underlying causes. So that's the thing is our government was, you know, the proof is all out there. The FBI, they wanted to be the belly button of the government. They're literally saying, and Adam Schiff, I mean, they literally, it was a direct, it wasn't a business, it was a propaganda machine. Adam Schiff was literally saying, hey, here's this journalist, um, I want all this, t- I want him suspended and all these tweets deleted because of this, this, and this. So I guarantee all the 
everyone in Congress, anyone on the left, if they had a problem with somebody, they had a direct line into Twitter, anyone in the government with FBI. I mean, it is, it is crazy that, that doctors, I mean, I'm still pissed that I got, and I still haven't been, um, believe me, there'll be a Substack when Teddy's back on Twitter. Um, announcing that that will be a breaking news but i put in my request finally what i think december 30th right before the new year it's been uh probably about six days i think well yeah it's january 6th tomorrow so it's been um almost a week you know obviously it was the holidays but elon has them working around the clock i figured i'd be back on there right now but and they said it was the five covid uh, strike policy. I have a feeling that I'm going to be maybe maybe I'm popping up in the next version of the Twitter files because they obviously you know five times and it was super quick. It wasn't a it wasn't a some sort of bot. Um, they were on me. So the fact that we couldn't even discuss um, and, and and now you have the the new variants that are going around. I mean what XBB. Um, is is now 75% of the East Coast. And they're all saying, oh my God, um, what is, what you know, what, this super variant, it is not, uh, you know, it's spreading like wildfire, but it seems to be evading the vaccine. Yeah, it, they, they said that in December. So I think I might've mentioned this in our earlier one, but there was an article in Cell um, Journal that said the XBB and XBB.1 uh, variant, along with the BQ.1 variant, which that's 95% of the cases. I mean, XBB is taking over, though. If you look in certain certain parts of the country, it's 75%. But they said that the neutralization was virtually nothing. They said it was virtually zero. Um this is December 12th, CNBC. I'll have a link to it, teddybroosevelt.substack.com. But they said these subvariants are, quote, barely susceptible to neutralization by these vaccines, including the Omicron boosters, the, the bivalents. So it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's, it's despicable that they're still pushing people and they're, they're almost shaming people. They're like, oh, you know, I think it's only about 20% of people have gotten the fifth shot. But they're still shaming people for not getting this new one. When the original plan was you had to get one or you had to get the, you know, the t- the two doses. Then you had to get a booster, singular. It wasn't boosters forever, but we've been talking it was going to be a Netflix of vaccines. That's exactly what it, what it was. You were signing up with the first one to get them every every six months to a year. So these new bivalent vaccines, no one's talking about it. They're, they're, they're still quoting doctors that say, again, the best uh, solution for you is to, is to get vaccinated, get your vaccinated updated. But they're saying these new bivalent boosters, they're 24 times lower against BQ, 41 times lower against BQ.1, 66 times lower against XBB and 85 times lower than XBB.1. And that's, that's compared to their performance against the ancestral strain, the original strain. So again, that's what the new vaccine is, Delta and Omicron. They're just saying that they're, they're, there's, there's, there's absolutely no protection. There's absolutely no protection. Meanwhile, you have that information from last month with Ethical Skeptic just posted tonight that the new uh, data shows a 13 sigma increase in cancer since week 14 of 2021. Um, He goes, excess cancer diagnoses are therefore outpacing cancer deaths, but they're still being hidden. He's still... the pointing out the CDC is hiding the data. So they're they're being falsely attributed to other things because the data is now getting to the point where it's impossible to deny. This was probably the craziest stat that Ethical Skeptic has tweeted so far in 2023. 
The average weekly COVID deaths during the pandemic were 6,489 a week. The average weekly excess non-COVID deaths since week 14 of 2021 were 5,915 a week. That has now risen to 8,700 weekly excess non-COVID deaths um, during the last three-week moving average. So here's the the kicker. Non-COVID excess deaths are now rivaling the weekly pace of the pandemic itself. I mean, people are dying from a ton of different things. Um, you know, they're actually using Grant Wall to say, oh, the anti-vaxxers jumped all over the Grant Wall thing um, when he had an aneurysm during the game at the World Cup and died. But his wife posted on Substack that it was not related to the vaccine. How does she know? How does she know? He had an aneurysm um, in the stands. And if you go to NIH PubMed, there's a slew of reports saying that people had aneurysms after the the vaccine at a relatively young age. So it's just amazing. Long COVID, long COVID can be literally over 200 things. There's over 200 symptoms and counting. That's what it says. Like they're excited about it on the CDC site, 200 symptoms and counting. But the vaccine has it rare to to no side effects. I mean, it's 100% safe and effective. So it, 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 it is absolutely backwards. And the long COVID, they're really starting to push the long COVID. It's like long COVID is real. When people have symptoms for weeks, months, or even years after COVID infection, it is called long COVID. If you have long-term effects related to COVID, you're not alone. And... Long COVID can affect many different parts of your body, your brain, your heart, your lungs. You can have all these different symptoms. How many people who have long COVID got the vaccine? Because all the reports about the vaccine that I've read, it impacts your brain, your heart, and your lungs, cardio, respiratory, and neurological. Um, I mean, 200 symptoms and, and counting, they're saying. So you, you can't really define it. It's anything that you feel after you got the COVID, um, after you had COVID, it had to be related to COVID. It can't just be another random thing. Like you get the flu and then you got breast cancer. Oh, that's, that's, that's long COVID. It just can't be two distinct things, which is, which is bizarre. Um, but there is a host of people, hundreds of people, thousands, the the worst people who are being gaslit in America right now are the people who got the vaccine. They've never been the same since. And their doctors and the media are saying, nope, you you must be lying. They're like, I used to run run marathons. Now I can't even go get the mail. I get tired when I come back. Nope. Sorry, you must, you, you must be lying. It's, it must be COVID. Um, so it's just we we have to to buckle down and just refuse to accept this because it's the exact same playbook that they're going to use for the climate. They already sang climate deniers. Remember Nina Jankowitz from this summer, the Mary Poppins woman from the Office of Disinformation? They were literally going to start a government office of disinformation. I mean, and and ban you from it. it it's it's nineteen eighty four. I mean, if I have any book to recommend that you reread, if you read it in high school or whatever, 1984. You won't, probably won't be able to sleep for two or three nights because it's going to remind you so much of what's going on. But it's, it, 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 it is bizarre, especially now. Um, they're pushing the vaccines. They're shaming people. You know, oh, you guys are prolonging the pandemic. You don't care. You have pandemic fatigue. How about lying? How about the boy who cried wolf? The boy who cried wolf. I mean, there's so many montages of of um, people lying. The CEO of Pfizer saying, oh, we just got a study from South Africa. He sent that out April Fool's Day. That it's 100% um, effective in preventing transmission and spread. And nope, that was all lies. Um, there's so many conspiracy theories that have been debunked. How about this one that just came out in the last 48 hours? This is in a, a medical journal. I have it in one. I have three screens in front of me. I'm trying to find the, the story. But um, let me see here. 
Circulating, here it is, circulating spike protein detected in post-COVID-19 mRNA vaccine myocarditis. This is, what magazine is this? It is, it, it's a medical journal research. There's about 25 doctors on here. And they're saying the adolescents and young adults who got myocarditis and they did searches, um, their T cells um, and everything, it was all throughout their body. Remember they said when they gave you the shot, it was only going to stay in the deltoid. And now they're finding it's all over. It's all over their body. So the risk-benefit ratio is enormous. You could get myocarditis. It could, you know, cause a T-cell explosion. I just saw an article in the Atlantic, and I think they pulled it. I think they pulled it because I read it last night, and now I can't find it anywhere. It was in the Apple News app. And, um, And I read it, and it was a doctor who... You know, he was afraid to share his story with the Atlantic and he was afraid to post it in the journal because he thinks he got cancer or some some uh, a lymphoma from the from the vaccine. And he kept stressing it's rare. It hardly happens. But I want people to know. But they gave him two shots on the right side of his body, looked at the cells um, after the first two shots. And he had this huge growth on like in his right armpit area he goes all right i'll get the third shot on the left side he gets the third shot on the other side and and he gets an, a tumor or an explosion of cancer cells in his left armpit and so he goes oh i goes i don't want anyone to feel neg- have negative feelings about the vaccine or whatever but also i i don't want people who are in this situation um, to experience uh, this. And I think he had already got diagnosed with cancer, maybe. He was already diagnosed with cancer, got the vaccines, and it exploded on the right-hand side. Then he gets the other shot, explodes on the left-hand side, shares the story, and the whole thing with the Atlantic, they're like, this is rare, this is rare, but I also want people to know um, he thinks that the t- his T-cells went, went bonkers. Um, I, I think they pulled it. And the crazy thing is, he goes, I'm not sure, you know, if I have to, you know, the next vaccine, I'm not sure if I would get it or not. Like, dude, they just showed your armpits on whatever side of the body they gave the vaccine to. There was an explosion of tumors. And um, half the article was just like he was afraid to tell anybody because he didn't want anyone to have a negative, you know, negative feelings about the vaccine. Like, dude, it's killing you. Literally, it's killing you. And so the fact that they said it would never leave your deltoid, they're showing the T cells for these kids, these young kids who have myocarditis, it was all over. And there's there were so many warnings about this. Um, I'm going to bring up from the FDA from the FDA hearing, I mean, they were warning, dude, you can't vaccinate your way out of a pandemic if the vaccine doesn't kill, if it's not, if it doesn't sterilize the 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 virus. And what's happening right now is the vaccinated people, there's no doubt in my mind, and a ton of people who I've been following who've been 100% right the whole time say this is what's happening is these vaccines are putting evolutionary pressure and on on the on the virus, and so what you have, and this was during the FDA. I got a slide right here: risk of original antigenic sin phenomenon after the booster dose. Well, the original antigenic sin—that's when this is this is different. Um, that's when the when 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 the, it keeps mutating. So this is what happen, happens with people getting sicker and sicker, and you're gonna see it. I hate to be morbid, and I have a lot of friends, but people who took three or more. Every time they encounter COVID, it's going to be a worse reaction because what happens is the antibodies are made to the immunodominant epitopes, is what it's called, and they get boosted after the booster doses with immune memory. But when you get vaccinated, it hijacks with this with a strain. It hijacks the immune system towards immune response to the same epitopes for which the antibodies were originally made. 
So if you get the if you encounter this XB1 variant, your immune system is going to start printing delta epitopes. It's it so it's going to be pr- uh, printing the wrong, you know, uh, something that's not going to be able to fight what's new. This new thing, even though it's still a coronavirus. It's, 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 it's bad news. It's really bad news. Um, so that's original antigenic sin, but what's happening with the evolutionary pressure is it's just creating more mutations. And if you read about this XB1, I mean, it is a crazy mutation with, dude, it's like 80 spike proteins and it's, it's, it, there, there's going to be new variants coming out all the time. Because the virus isn't being killed by the vaccinated people. That's that's the creepiest part of the ironic part, which if you got the vaccine, I mean, you, you, you know, a lot of people are tripling down, you know, because you, you would have to admit that you were wrong, very wrong. Um, and, and, you know, about uh, about everything about trusting the science, it just turned political. I mean, the, the Trump was like the catalyst, the lightning rod to turn COVID into a, um, you know, if you're wearing three masks in public, you're virtually signaling to everybody that I care about society, I'm a Democrat, and anyone who doesn't wear a mask doesn't. And they were really mean about it, man. I mean, they were evil. It was, it was hatred, it was pure hatred. They wanted to round us up and throw us in jail or even worse. Um, concentration camps. I mean, look what they did in Australia. I mean, they, they, they grabbed you out of your house and took you to, you know, an out, a dorm and you to be there for a week, 10 days, however long they said. Um, that's what they wanted. I mean, your job, going to school, we all know the whole routine. So... And now it turns out that everyone who was pushing them, who got boosters or whatever, they're just walking factories to create mutations that now we're going to have to deal with. So I believe I just got the XB, whatever it was, right before Christmas, right around Christmas, Um, because they're saying, oh, the four symptoms are like sore throat, fatigue, headaches. It It was exactly what I had. So... Yeah, just get ready for a lifetime of these new variants. Um, the best thing you can do, you, the worst thing to do is worry about it. And, 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 and you can't hide from a virus. And the more you hide, the weaker your immune system gets. The best thing to do is freaking go outside, exercise, eat right. I mean, if the last three years haven't taught every, everybody to just, you know, improve your health habits. If you're carrying around an extra 20 or 30 pounds, you want to get rid of them. But if you're obese, sedentary, and sitting inside, you're just a sitting duck for all this. And unfortunately, America is very obese. And I believe our screen time has increased dramatically. I mean, just driving around, I would love to see, you know, number of people playing outside. I mean, people exercise outside, sure, whatever. But just driving around, there was just way more people doing stuff back in the day outside. Certainly kids. I hardly even see kids playing basketball or pick up football. Like, you you, you rarely see it um, compared to back in the day. So you've got people trying to push the masks again. I saw Biden's wearing a mask again. Didn't we already learn this is the worst way? We're not living our lives in fear. And I read like 5% of the population is hypochondria, hypochondriac, where they just, if they have just a little, you know, you know, soreness in their chest, they think it's oh, a cancerous tumor or they, they think it's the worst. So if 5% of America is hypochondriac, you're talking about 15 million hypochondriacs. And if anything, you know, I think it's, you know, they said five to 10 I think it could be 10 because everyone just got bombarded with this propaganda. And you and it, it it is chilling to think like how they can just 
shadow ban censor people where you might have never heard of a Dr. Robert Malone or a Dr. Peter McCullough or uh, Dr. Jay Baracha from Stanford. I butcher his name really bad. But um, where he was saying, hey, the lockdown's going to do, you know, your kid has no chance of dying of COVID and keeping them at home, you know, not in classroom, that's going to have way more long-term damage than anything. They have no chance of dying from COVID. There's people who just never got that information, never got a opposing point of view. And that that's the worst um, feeling in the world, that it was the opposite of science. It was censorship. Science and censorship don't mix. I mean, a democracy and censorship don't mix. Censorship has never turned out good anywhere that it's happened. And it is just chilling to think that our government was working against us. Our tax dollars were paying for these three-letter agencies to spy on us, to ban us from sharing. And what what was our motivation? You know, I know the motivation for the people pushing the vaccines. There's a lot of money involved. Just look, count the pharma ads when you watch TV, you watch an MSNBC or a CNN or whatever, it's pharma ads every other ad. Without the pharma industry, they would go down. I mean, one thing we should definitely, that should definitely be on the table for discussion is why is America and New Zealand, why are America and New Zealand the only two countries in the world that allow pharmaceutical advertising? If every, anyone from Europe who watches American TV, they're horrified. They're like, dude, you're a nation of hypochondriacs. Like, you're just planning these ideas in people, and the side effects are way worse. And I see people taking like 10 prescriptions for COVID. That's, that's way worse. I mean, there, there, there's if, if you think the 10 prescription drugs are better than, I don't know, just eating healthy or trying to get off of them, that would be your number one thing is trying to get off of them by, by, by eating healthy. So we just have a hypochondriac epidemic i think going on right now and they want to go back and and do the masks um uh, you know shame people into getting the vaccine i think that that ship has definitely sailed and what it's done is just totally destroyed um a lot of people's faith and trust in the medical system and doctors you know there's a lot of cowards we had a coward epidemic in the field of medicine for sure a lot of doctors just looked the other way they wanted to keep getting those big pharma checks or that fauci money if they were in the university there's only a few heroes and as, as time goes on you just realize like how valiant and brave dr robert malone dr peter mccullough dr naomi wolf they were for standing up for their beliefs and what's right. And I just do just look at them, um, how, how they act and what their reputations were before COVID. And what would their motivation be for speaking up and sharing this information? How about like care and concern for their fellow Americans and for humanity? I mean, that that's really what it was. That's why I'm doing it. I didn't make a single dime from doing Teddy Bros about activities in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Um, it, it, it was all just, just, I couldn't stay silent because I knew what was going on was wrong. And the more information you read, and I hate to say it, but I was right about all the vaccine stuff. And it's way worse than I could have possibly imagined. Just the ethical skeptic data on cancer. I mean, that's the thing is long COVID can be 200 things, but cancer or the, uh, the vaccine can't be anything. And if it is, it's, it's, it's rare. Certainly Damar Hamlin getting the vaccine that could never, ever impact his heart after a, a huge hit. You can't say that. So again, this is the same. It was only what, 2021, August 2021, that uh, the Department of Homeland Security said potential terror threats to the United States of America, number one was opposition to COVID measures. Are you kidding me? The government says a potential terror threat 
is somebody who opposes mandatory vaccines to keep your job, to get into a restaurant, to go see your mom in the hospital. Number two was claims of election fraud. And number three, 9-11 anniversary and religious holidays. So religious holidays, like Christian holidays? So if I oppose COVID, I think the election, definitely there's some certainly some questions. Just look at the Dominion voting machines. And then I celebrate Christmas and Easter. I celebrate St. Patrick's Day. That's sort of religious. It, 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 it is bizarre. What other religious holidays could they be talking about? So again, the, government, the, the, the deep state was all real. I mean, Trump, say what you will about him, but the two, probably the, his two biggest accomplishments is showing everyone that the news media is totally fake. And I hope it would be obvious by now, but he, he showed it way early. And the fact that the deep state is totally corrupt and politicized. Justice Department, Department of Homeland Security, and they wanted to open up a new branch called the Ministry of Disinformation or whatever the hell it was. And that was just going to be to censor and silence their political opponents. That's all it was. And the COVID playbook, thank God Elon Musk took over Twitter. The crazy thing is he's, you know, manufactures electric cars. So they want to do the same exact thing for climate, but worse, but way worse. You're a climate denier. Um, the interesting thing is these people claim to know exactly what's going on with the weather. It's a very complex, very complex how the weather the weather goes. The one thing, the weather that's very consistent about the weather is it always changes. How often in your life could you say, wow, it's been like the exact same winter for three winters in a row. You know, it was sort of mild last winter, then it was really cold, then it was a lot of snow. Every, every winter is is distinctly different every spring every summer i mean very rarely do you have three um consecutive seasons that are all similar i mean the 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 most consistent thing is they're usually way different sometimes there's a lot of rain sometimes there's not a lot of rain and to consider a, a 6.8 billion year old planet and we've only been on here you know, no one's been on, on here for more than 120 years. I think the oldest person who's ever lived was 100 in their 120s, 121. So no one's ever been on this earth, humans, for over 120 years. So, and the data going back after, what, 100 years is, is, is there is none. We didn't even have the instruments. So the earth was a giant snowball a few billion years ago. So just get ready for the exact same playbook times 50 for climate because there's way more money at stake. I mean, that's what's going on right now is a giant power shift. That's what the move is um, away from oil and gas and giving all these subsidies. And by the way, these offshore wind turbines, a lot of them are being postponed because the costs, they were they were way too conservative and the labor and the the cost of everything you need to build them. They're environmentally, when push comes to shove, you just see there's a lot of citizens when it comes to, hey, we're going to put a giant solar panel field, you know, in Iowa. I think I saw the last one was in Iowa. It's going to cover acres. The citizens all rallied and said, hell no, you're not doing this. You know, um, I saw in the Southwest, which has the most sun and the most aggressive solar plan, and they've been doing solar since the 70s. You know, California, Nevada, Arizona, it's still the Southwest, it's 6% solar, 6% of their total energy mix. And the thing is, if it snows, and there's some parts where the, you know, the solar panels are where it snows, it doesn't generate because you've got to brush the snow off all of the, off, off all the panels. You always, no matter what, if you have solar and wind, you always have to have coal, natural gas, some sort of fossil fuels backing it up because the sun goes down and the wind dies down. And when that happens, 
as we saw in Texas, solar and wind combined were 4%. That's solar and wind. Right at sundown, right when it's getting cold, right, you know, everyone's thermostat's cranked up, 4%. So there's no battery to store it. So you still have to keep things going, but you're not providing the funding for, hey, make sure your you know, pipes are weatherized to make sure that, that this is all resilient. No, instead it's going to build these turbines and solar panels, which again have a shelf life of 25 years. So I really hope 2023 is the year when this, the climate thing, we, we really have to treat the climate thing like COVID. Everything they said is, uh, everything they say is a lie. Um, the weather is changing. It always changes. Um, are humans creating some sort of ozone depletion or whatever? Probably. Yeah. But you know what? Like they were saying, Hey, the, um, well, how about this? Like Michael Schellenberger pointed out, the growing season, what if it does get a couple degrees warmer? Wouldn't that increase the amount of farmland? All of a sudden, South Dakota's growing season, or wouldn't it lengthen the growing season in places like Nebraska and Kansas? So maybe they could plant their crops a week or two early, um, maybe wait to harvest them by another week, and they would have bumper crops. There's a million different ways to look at it, um, but it, 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 the climate thing is a total—it's a total hoax. The the fact that they are saying they can predict the weather and that we can pass laws to change the weather—that we can pass laws to change the weather by punishing people who buy certain products and incentivizing people who buy other products. So you want to buy an electric vehicle and you have sixty thousand dollars. Here, we'll give you $7,000 credit. Um, you're just going to see these, like I said in the last Substack, um, the, the, the current U.S. energy policy is, hey, we're going to pass all these laws to transition us from the fossil fuels to the green energy. We have no plan at all to replace it on a megawatt by megawatt or you know gigawatt by gigawatt basis or gallon of gas. There, there's, there's no concrete strategy of phase in, phase out. We're just going to pass the laws, click our heels three times, and wish that it all comes true. Well, you're just going to see you know, over the next year, and, and certainly it's going to accelerate in a couple of years, as these laws... You know, come to fruition, you're just going to see it's just bad policy 101. You're not going to be able to buy a new car in California unless you have $60,000 or want to take that loan out with interest, what, $70,000, $80,000? I just saw today the average monthly payment for a new car is $1,000 for 15% of the buyers. Um, Q4 2020, it was 5%. So it's tripled. In three years, two years, because that was 2022. So you're literally in Oregon and California. I think it's starting in 2030. Unless you have 60,000 bucks, you're taking a bike, pogo stick, walking, riding, riding the bus. You know, unless you want to take out a $1,000 a month car loan. And if your rents, you know, and utilities is fourteen or fifteen hundred bucks, and the car's a thousand bucks, and the insurance is eighty or a hundred bucks, and your cell phone's seventy bucks, and you got to eat. Well, you might not be able to afford a car. Well, how are you going to get to work? You know, it, it, it's they're so they're punishing um, the lower middle class. And it's coming up. It's seven years away when you can't buy a fuel. You could buy a used one, but if you wanted to buy a new car, had to buy a new car, you have to have 60000 bucks in the bank minimum. And that's if you didn't trick it out or get anything on there. So Teddy Roosevelt Show, Thursday night, January 5th, a little late night show. Sorry if I seem a little distracted. Just had a crazy day today, um, but I needed to get one out here. It's already been five days and I sort of slacked towards the end of 2022 getting the podcast out just folks have been traveling around it was sort of a Jack Kerouac Hunter S. Thompson-esque 
uh, fall excursion around the U.S. And now I'm back in Austin. I just had to work like crazy. Now I'm settled, rested, and ready to kick some ass for 2023. Really waiting to see when Elon's going to let me back on Twitter, at underscore Teddy Roosevelt. It's ridiculous that they haven't reinstated me yet. Um for five COVID tweets. That's the thing is they usually have a three strike policy, but it was five for COVID misinformation. And you just see every day stuff coming out. Like they promised the deltoid. It was circulation magazine, by the way, with, with the spike protein where they, they found these kids with myocarditis, tested them all out. And the spike protein was found all over their body. They promised us it was never going to leave the deltoid area. It would just stay there for the rest of our lives. Where are the repercussions? Where's the punishment? Where is the outrage? I mean, where's the outrage? I think it's because you just have people who, um, they, 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 it, it's just a weird psychological thing where it's way easier to continue to double down and blame the other side and blame the people who didn't get it instead of admitting, you know, you have to have a, a, a moment, you know, where you realize like, oh shit, I was wrong this whole time with my attitude and the science and Fauci and the mandates and the way I treated my cousins and sister and brother and you know there's a lot of people who treated people you know you can't come to christmas because of this and now call it cruel irony or karma or whatever but it's 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 just sort of a um hitchcock alfred hitchcock twilight zone episode where oh yeah the you you got three shots or four shots well you're the one who's creating these new variants you and the vaccinated. Um, and I don't want to say a winner of severe illness and death, but from what I've read, you know, the original antigenic sin, it's not looking good if you got three or four shots, if you encounter these new variants because your immune system's going to attack it with the wrong, um, the, the, the wrong antibodies. It's going to be for Delta it's bad news, folks. It, it's really bad news. And the fact they want to silence and punish people for telling the truth. And we that was a conspiracy theory that Twitter was shadow banning and censoring conservatives or people were saying stuff about COVID or the deep state or the FBI. Yeah, it was all true. And it was truer than we ever could have imagined. It was truer than we ever could have imagined. Elon keeps tweeting, you know, teasing about the Fauci files. I th- think we're going to see some really, really crazy shit happen with the with the COVID stuff. Um, I just hope there's some sort of hearings. Rand Paul, somebody, um, as far as the Speaker of the House goes, I predict McCarthy will not get it. There's no way he's getting it. I think they're going to have to go with somebody else. The fact that he supposedly contacted Democrats or he's contacting Democrats to, to, to give him some votes. If that doesn't underscore that, that he's Mr. Uniparty, he's a John Boehner, Paul Ryan times five. So that's, that's why he shouldn't get it. That's why I don't think he will. I don't know who's going to get it. The one surprising thing I didn't realize is you don't have to be a member of Congress to be Speaker of the House. You could bring somebody in from the outside to be Speaker of the House, who's the leader of the Republicans. So that's a little curious uh, fastball that they could throw in there. Um, I wonder if Elon Musk is up is up for the task. Could we get a Elon? Maybe he's, you know, could he pull double duty? Or he'd have to pull quadruple duty or quintuple duty with all the businesses he has. But I could see him getting rid of one of them real soon. But uh, Elon for Speaker... I think that would be an interesting call. Uh, he certainly wouldn't be boring. So we're going to call it a, a show here, folks. We just hit that hour-long mark. Sorry, Teddy's a, a little tired here. It is almost 11 p.m. in Austin, Texas, Thursday night, January 5th. I'm going to make a couple um, 
Nah, I'm I'm gonna use a a beat that I made over Christmas. But you'll have a a, a fresh new beat here, intro and outro style. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. I'll be back again with episode 42, Jackie Robinson episode, real soon. You can stream this podcast at Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts. As always, you can go to teddybrosvelt.substack.com. You can subscribe, get the latest podcast, latest articles as soon as they hit the wire. Appreciate everyone subscribing and tuning into the show. Shout out to all the people in the Philippines tuning in again. Everyone have a great weekend. I'll be back with episode 42 soon. Teddy's over and out. Good night, y'all.